Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. And today my guest is Lorelai Ray in Istanbul, which is exciting, especially, I mean, it's not exciting in, in light of what's happening uh, recently, but I've been following you for a little bit. And so I saw you commenting on that, that what's going on with the earthquakes. It's yeah. really interesting. I mean, we don't have to get into that specifically. We can just talk about how great Istanbul is, the fact that it was the uh city at the center of the roman empire towards the end like the like we're so western centric nowadays but like rome was like uh you know europe can go f itself we're gonna just take <laughs> turkey and and that's gonna be you know because it split up into the western empire and then the eastern empire but the eastern empire was where all the grain was coming from or had access to all the grain so that's why it turned. Uh, they, that's why they moved uh, Constantinople. And, like that's why Con Constantine, the Christian wow. uh, emperor. I know. Well, I, I grew up in Rome, so that's why I'm such a big. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's really interesting, actually, because I remember. Um, so I did my second master's in in Istanbul, actually, and there was um, um, as a kind of uh, what do you call those extra classes? Electives. Thank you. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had a couple of uh, elective spaces open. So, you know, I did like the history of history, which I thought, oh, gosh, this is going to be a little bit snooze. But it was really great. And then from the same teacher, I took another class about um, I think it was called like the the Roman context in Turkey, which is really interesting because when something was called room or Roman, mm -hmm. um, it because the the Roman Empire took on a different meaning within what was like um, Anatolia. So it's not necessarily exactly what you think, but there is this Roman culture that is definitely prevalent, like ancient Roman culture that's prevalent within Central Asia, or sorry, Central Anatolia. Um, and sometimes it, it comes... Um, Sometimes it denotes uh, Christianity. And then sometimes it, you know, even before Christianity was, uh, you know, the Roman Empire. Um, so when it comes to architecture and things like that, so it's not necessarily governed by religion. This, um, it has a cultural implication too. So anyways, um, there was uh, someone who was studying alongside me who, you know, devoted... <laughs> For four years, I think they were doing a PhD, actually. It was a seminar class. And um, they were telling me all the different ways, which I know it sounds bad. Like three, four years later, I can't remember everything she said. But No, it's all right. Um, I mean, <laughs> my my memory goes all the time with that kind of stuff. The details, you know, you read a bunch of yeah. stuff and it all blurs together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, But what I can say, like in short, is with the current work I'm working on now, which... I haven't shared that much about because um, I don't know. I've been taking a lot of time to decide in terms of like social social media usage and how I want to, you know, continue sharing my work on a social media platform. Um, I haven't with this current project I'm working on that looks at um, Greek and also Roman influences in islamic art um that's a conversation i'm having a lot in the work i'm working with um ptolemy's the amal the amalgist 
mm-hmm. the Book of Fixed Stars. And then Al-Sufi made a compilation of that with new discoveries like, you know, the nebulosity of the Andromeda galaxy and what have you. So um, it's definitely something that comes into my own work when I'm looking at it um, and the different influences that exist within Islamic art, uh, which a lot of people don't like to talk about. They always think it's just this like pure entity that has no um, influences and it just kind of was. (laughs) Um, And people get really upset when you start talking about what people consider as European influences when, yeah, technically, like geographically, it did happen in Europe. But when we're talking about ancient Roman and Greek and Sasanian influences, it's not what you're thinking it is now. Yeah, it's a, a it's, of- it's a different imperialist uh, <laughs> bent because... It's less colonialist and it's more, uh, I mean, to it's some a, degree. A horse some of degree, a different color. <laughs> yeah, because like you could be a citizen in these colonies, like in Roman, during the Roman period, and slavery was very different. It's not chattel slavery, it's a very specific kind of exploitation. Uh, it's not it, it, but it's not like what we think of when we think of American slavery. Like over here, they wouldn't have Saturnalia where you know, in Christmas time, they switch roles and play like it's a totally different and you could buy your freedom. There were a lot of different things that like, I, again, are hazy because I have like I try to keep as much of Roman history in my head as possible. But but all of that stuff is interesting. There's you you just uh, scratched my brain in a way that I could ask you a million questions. And I'm going to go with the ones that I think I'll forget first. So. Uh, one of the things that, especially since this is an art podcast, it's inter- interesting to talk about is because in, over here in the West, we're like, oh, you can't draw the prophet Muhammad, which is yeah. kind, which is true. But you can't also draw like there's not a lot of figurative work in Islamic art, is my understanding. Or is am I completely mistaken? Is that so, that Westernism that I just inher- inherited? Um. And I understand that you're an American woman explaining this, so I I, I want to take the oh you're Canadian, (laughs) but uh, a white lady by all standards. So I don't want to I I don't want to, but you know something that I don't like. I want to acknowledge the context in which we're having this conversation, but I just I think I revealed some ignorance and something and something that I was taught that may be wrong. Is it is it religious art? Is am I is because I do they do they have figurative work? In Absolutely. the in, in, te- in, temp- in uh, not temples, what are they called? Mosques. Ah, uh, inside of mosques, no, you're not gonna find. <clears throat> you're not gonna find figurative art that has animals or. <laughs> so sorry, you're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> um, you're not gonna find figurative so animals or people within a mosque situation, um, or uh you know, madrasa, like a religious school or something like that. But that's the is there only a, is there is there a reasoning behind that? Um do you know? Okay. So yeah, no, of course, uh I am Muslim by the way. So um okay. part of part of the reason why um so how do I unpack this in a way that like has some logic to it? Like in terms of like continuity. So um 
So like I I became Muslim when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And like it's not to turn this podcast into like a conversion story or something like that. But um so I was already very visually um uh, visual arts minded and I had, you know I went to art school. Uh, I did an undergrad and in my undergrad in Montreal of you know fine arts or studio arts or whatever you want to call it and I did a minor in Persian literature. So what's interesting about Persian literature and I swear I will get I'll answer your question. But no, this is inter- fascinating. You don't have to apologize. I'm following you. <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting about Persian literature um is one the I had this one teacher. He was American, but he was like the most Persian white man I ever met. It was like the most interesting person on the planet. And he said that anytime any religion or any theology or idea made its way into what we would consider Persia or Iran today, um, it wouldn't affect the people as much as their culture would affect the idea, which I was like, what? Like to like understand because usually it's the opposite. So like when you see how they depicted Jesus um, in mosaics in churches in in Iran, it's completely different than you see anywhere else. Same with um, Islam and same with Judaism and, you know, all these different things that they end up, the culture there ends up rebranding not rebranding that sounds so bad but um it ends up taking what it wants from or what it needs or you know organically changes what's coming into them rather than vice versa yeah yeah um and i was trying to figure out like what they were talking about and then um our teacher introduced us to the book of kings by Ferdowsi. Um, and he was talking about all of like the historic background of why this was written the way it was and how it was like a celebration of the Persian language after the Arab conquest, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and how, um, you know, once again, they were able to celebrate their own culture and language very openly. So then you get these like, you know, massive, entities like Ferdowsi who wrote I can't remember it was like 33 years it took him to write the the book of kings um and that's like a staple you, in- yeah, I'm sorry to distract and take away but can you imagine taking 33 years to write anything nowadays in America's capitalist system <laughs> like that's a work of devotion you know like that that right? is something that right? like you need time to do something like that why do you think there's so much trash art these days I'm so sorry to say, <laughs> like so directly but it's like I and I know this is like a little tangential but it's like well why like I won't go to art shows anymore really what's I what does I, I have so many questions, but one of them is, you, so is there an art scene in uh, Turkey, the, oh, in Istanbul? Yeah, it's sure, huge. Is sure. it contemporary? There is, is it- contemporary, yeah. Now, um, it is also very Turkish at the same, at the same time. So Turkey is a, 
you know, a new country in terms of how long it's been a republic. Um, how long is next, that? Next year is 100 years. So, you know, Italy has been a republic less than uh, than uh, for a shorter time than the U.S., I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's always interesting. And and then let me just for a little background. So, I, I'm sorry. I assume that you were white because you talk from Americans' per perspective living abroad. Wh what's yeah. your ethnic background? Are you are you are uh, are you Caucasian? Are you uh are, are, like? Um. Well, yeah. I'm I'm quite a few shades of the same white, but okay. <laughs> but um at the same time, like uh like we're we're francophone canadians and then my mom's side are british but my dad's side is also um <clears throat> they're also indigenous as well so it's a mix of quite a few things which is a lot of people in canada but um <clears throat> it hasn't been until recently that that people are especially i think francophones who are mixed with um in indigenous backgrounds um that they've been allowed to even say it uh-huh um and so like we knew with my grandmother like it was and it was definitely a thing so to speak but it's not talked about yeah and then and now what i'm interested in is the piece where you turn that where you convert to islam how does that how, how does that affect yeah. you because that's like uh how, how do you come across that how do you get inspired it's i mean it's interesting you know like to to take on uh a, a for me anybody that is religious and devout is interesting especially nowadays right yeah and then, it's so polarized too is it you know? was there not a lot of what was there a lot of access to uh islamic faith in uh like no, to, to no. being a muslim in in canada are there a lot of mosques? Uh, well, yeah, of course. But like, I grew up in population thirty five thousand white people, you know. Um, but keep in what mind, town this is that? Is... What I don't want to is... say. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to to put you on blast. No, no, no. I'm I'm laughing because I think most people who are from that town would be like, "Good job." <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Ha, huh. yeah. Um, and I think most people don't know, except for a few people who I remained in contact with, that any of this happened while I was in high school, right? So, like, mm -hmm. this happened, like, we're talking on the heels, like, the Iraq war was still happening when I converted, right? Yeah. Most people they're like what in the heck would like why at this point in time when they're invading Afghanistan and Iraq and all of this stuff is exploding wait the Americans were doing that that's what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. like, I, you know, you know but, but at the height of the racism for sure and the Islamophobia absolutely. and then also I was living in Quebec so um <clears throat> still one of the only i think it is the only place in canada where it's illegal to wear a head covering in public wow not in public sorry in the public working sphere they tried mm. to make it in public and they're like mm, that's much yeah well that's so interesting because we assume that we're tolerant but like 
people can still choose, you know, like, um, for example, you chose to, 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 to go into the religion. What, what, how do you feel about the w- woman's role in, in the religion? How do you feel like well, that, that, that vibes with your Canadian upbringing? Well, and, and, and I don't, thing- and, and if that sounded judgmental, I apologize. I'm just curious. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 not at all. Um, like there's two sides to this one. I'm lucky that I had the family I had because I've heard some like horror stories when people convert mm-hmm. or like they like get kicked out or whatever. And then I've also, and, and also this is through the lens of <clears throat> I'm a white girl who converted to Islam for all intents and purposes. And so I realized this is definitely not everyone's, experience especially like black muslims like oh my god the stuff like i i've like you know i've been turned inside out on my own so i can't imagine i've I've heard enough horror stories to be like what are you guys doing yeah but um you know like i i had some like messed up comments made like or like when i would go to the mosque and this was like <laughs> this is kind of like one of the most hilarious things about my experience being a Muslim in Canada. And that is on our Friday prayers in Montreal, we used to have our Friday prayers inside of a Masonic lodge. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. That's I'm not weird, joking. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like seeing the Muslim student association covering up these like golden lions that <laughs> were inside of the Masonic lodge. And I'm like, <laughs> it's gotta be like one of my um uh, most uh <laughs> treasured memories is this insanity but um but you were saying yeah. about comments that you received oh, is that so like but, so we're, so we're, so people within the religion were not receptive of a white woman joining is that what i'm hearing or am i misunderstanding or there, or there was like there's there's a lot of preconceived notions so there was like one putting people on pedestals who were white who had just converted which is like i i'm not someone <laughs> who likes attention i didn't earn you yeah know? so it made me massively uncomfortable when someone would be like introduce me as oh this is the person uh who i told you converted and like can't even remember a name yeah. you know but then on the flip side um I was privy to a lot of messed up stuff that like both sides would say where like, I definitely had white people say to me, Oh, your English is, you know, immaculate. How is that possible? And I was like, (laughs) you know, so I saw that side Uh, and that's not even that bad, by the way, like that's not even that bad of a comment. And then on the other side, um, I had people say to me, uh, sorry, this is bringing me back. I had people say to me like, well, how dare you think you're entitled to like marrying an Arab? And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. And I was like, and I'm 21. Yeah, yeah. And very naive and being like, and then at the end, because I divorced him, I was like, here, have him back. 
Um, that's intense. Weddings are always crazy, though. Like, I think that, like, whether oh, or not. Oh, that was on the street. That was on the street. Oh, really? Not even oh. at the wedding. But that was just a stranger? Um. Yeah, but because the Muslim community is so close-knit and very toxic in Montreal, at least at the time when I was there, um, that... And because, like, in Montreal, everything's divided by language, right, between English and French. And so the Muslim <clears throat> immigrants or students that are coming in are already divided that way because of colonization. Mm -hmm. And which country colonized them? They spoke more, more times than, than not. Um, so already those lines are drawn. And that also kind of created a socioeconomic divide between people too. Usually English speaking immigrants made more money or came from more money. Usually like nine times out of 10. Yeah. yeah. So like any divide that existed in Canada between languages and cultures was just reified by new Muslim immigrants coming into Canada. Yeah. <laughs> they were coming into this unknowingly. And then also, um, and then also unknowingly, uh, a part of it as well without yeah. their control or consent even you know <laughs> well in, ter in terms of race i also want to acknowledge like because i live in la and there's a it's one of the hugest populations of iranian people there are some white ass persians like you know that look like me like there are persian people that are white too and i think that that's something that gets lost a lot on american like the american discussion yeah. on race is very specifically tied to our original sin, which is totally reasonable. But when we get into like discussions over here, sometimes it can be tough, especially in California, where people are like, they don't acknowledge the racism between like Chechnyans and Bosnians. Or I mean, I don't even know if those people were. Oh, yeah. That's how like bad my divide. history. Like there are racial divisions between white people like that are entrenched. Right. Yeah. So so I think that like I think. I think it obviously shows up dramatically when you when you turn people into property and stuff like that. But I think that people out in, in the U.S. because of the context within which racism exists here have a really hard time like realizing like over here, it's OK to to to, to be like entirely racist towards Russians right now because of what's happening it, 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 it you know and and i don't think people realize they're like actually being really racist against white people that have asian uh lineages right like they're like they're yeah. right next to china that continent like there's that the, you know there is a there is a racial component you can be racist towards white people <laughs> in America oh, sure, like as a white person. And, <laughs> and I think that that is like getting kind of lost in, in a very interesting way because like, and it, and it's not even that hard to think about like over here, Jews are white people in Germany. It, they weren't, you know? And, and so, so those like, it speaks to how much of a construct it is, right. That people like identify ethnically. Um, uh, Go ahead. Sorry. It sounds like you want to say, say in Turkey, they have something. They have something known as Beyaz Turk, which means white Turk. Yeah. And <clears throat> when I was doing my second master's here, I was, um, I was, a I was sorry. <laughs> I might have to stop and get some water. I think a lot of us got sick 
because of this um this earthquake situation a lot of us were uh you know up all hours of the day waiting for for messages from friends and um i noticed a lot of us have gotten this strange I think it's related to exhaustion sickness well, how far is it from where you were? Because I know that it's a pretty big piece. You showed you showed some documentation on Instagram. I mean, I call it documentation. You showed an image that said, or maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was somebody else that showed that it was about the size of the it hit Syria and Turkey, and it's about the size of New York to Washington, DC. Is that Yeah, I shared that. Yeah, I shared that. Or like um like basically the entire size of Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. And that was just like 5.0 and above. Mm -hmm. That didn't even include anything below a five-point Richter scale. Yeah. But it blew my mind because we do that like in L.A., um, no, what I, what I noticed is, is, well, I mean, it's happened, it happened recently in Miami. So it's, it's not like we're in the U S there was that one building. Did you see that? There was just a building that collapsed. I know people that went into that building just as guests when it collapsed. So like we have problems with construction in, in the U S but LA County is insane with its building codes. So we yeah. get hit by earthquakes all the time. We got hit by one. I heard I, I, I recently when yeah. I was in bed and I, I didn't even hear people talk about it. Like it's, it's so common. It? I don't know. It, it, we, I think typically in the threes. Uh, so like, it was, oh. it, it, you know, so it's not fives, but I still think that like LA's code, I mean, you have to work so hard to build a swimming pool here, you know, whereas like even in Florida, the regulations are different. So it's it's crazy. Like there's definitely the technology to resist these things, but it's it's a first world access thing. It sounds like. Right. Well, partially. But I mean, like. There there's a few components of who's guilty or what's guilty in this conversation here. And Let's just be careful so we don't have to. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but um, the one thing I'll say is like, there's no problem with building codes here. It's okay. the enforcement. Yeah. Well, I mean the same thing in Florida. Yeah, exactly. It's, and then, um, my mom's built when that happened in Florida, my mom, and that wasn't even an earthquake. That was just, you know, the whole thing collapsed. It was like, it was like a demolition, you know, uh, and people were inside and it was just like, it just happened randomly. And when that happened in Miami, they, they like my mom's building, they like invested in, in, in fixing stuff in it because they were like, we're not going to be responsible for this. But, but well, I do think, but I think that there were other buildings in Florida. So it's an, it's an enforcement thing like everywhere where that happens. I mean, at least it's good to know that there are codes, you know? Oh, for sure. There are, for sure. There yeah. are. That's what, that's why people are so livid. Yeah. yeah. Is it's like, and then, the developers have the audacity to charge what they charge. Like I was watching a video today and it was in Hatay province, which is like one of the worst hit places with, and we're talking in Turkey, by the way. Um, unfortunately, like uh, 
we we love our neighbors very much in Syria, but at this time, like we've got 35,000 people who are dead and like not only can Turkey not provide aid, they don't have enough aid themselves right now, you know? So it's like a, <clears throat> it is a, it is a, well, I a mean, source of tension, but uh, I have the to reason be careful. I have to be careful what I say in it because even in the U.S. So I'm going to be careful in the way that I say this. But we are America is occupying a third of Syria, which is the place that is most mineral uh, resource rich, most gas. We're helping send weapons to Ukraine. Why aren't we helping these people? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, <laughs> yeah. all, I mean, I, it's a rhetorical question, sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not even just on Turkey. Like, there's a whole international community, and Syria just doesn't get love. Like, Syria is is part of that map that is, eh, they're white, but, you know, <laughs> they're not that yeah. white. They're not white enough for us to care about. They're like, definitely Ukrainians. part of the global south, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And Turkey's um, on the cutoff. Yeah. Well, Turkey, like, is it, it's always it, it's always a thing of like, is Turkey part of the Europe, like the uh, of Europe, right? And it's like, I mean, geographically, it could be, but it's such. It's, well, it's also the idea is Europe actually its own continent. Yeah. Not just a peninsula of the Asian continent, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah we can go to safer topics and stay stick to art you know because i can sure, also get sure. cool. i can get in trouble on youtube so i don't want to even make it like oh my god there's censorship everywhere you know nowadays you can't even talk about talk, talk about the american empire on youtube it gets a little tricky you know like they they don't want they don't want that i think i Which can say that thing because it's crumbling Right. What is crumbling? The American Empire. Oh yeah, and no, you can't acknowledge it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Well, why? I'm just trying to like trace back why I was looking at this because, like, <laughs> you're an artist yourself. I'm yeah. assuming, right? Yeah. So you know when you go down the rabbit hole, I call it. Yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, something's interesting. So then you start learning more and more and more about it. So I don't know which rabbit hole I was down. <clears throat> but I was looking at like the reason why United States was created. And that was basically, you know, a self-serving empire. And most people don't realize that that's, that that's why it was created. People thought it was like, you know, for the Puritans that didn't jive right with the rest of Europe. Well, that's part of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was much more to it. Um, I recently saw a clip of somebody saying that they appear, I forget exactly, I'm going to paraphrase it and butcher it, but it was actually really interesting, which is that <laughs> they didn't come here because they were being oppressed, but they came here because they wanted to oppress. Because if you look at what they did to the Native American population, the Puritans were not 
into freedom of religion were not i forget who it was it was some fancy it might have been like a stephen fry kind of guy i don't know if it was stephen fry that said this <laughs> yeah but when i heard that i was like oh that's really interesting because our entire narrative is so different and and now we're getting into the privileges of living outside of the u.s because i don't think people have this kind of concept you were talking about converting to islam during yeah. the iraq war one of the things that i always talk about is the difference, my difference in attitude towards the Iraq war versus the Afghanistan war can directly be linked to where I was living at the yeah. time that the war happened. I was in the U.S. for the Afghanistan war. I was all pro. Like I thought Donald Rumsfeld, all these fucking idiots. I thought they were smart people and they knew what they were doing when I was in Italy and we invaded Iraq. I saw it through the news's perspective over there. And their interests are not the same. And I came back and I remember losing my mind talking to my family members who were kind, caring people and them not understanding what I was trying to explain to them because the propaganda was in so deep. And I think that a lot of the censorship stuff that's happening now, you know, you can't say things that you used to be able to say back during the Iraq war. There are things that you cannot say anymore on social media or anything else. Like the Twitter files show that there are stuff, there are things that I cannot, I, I can't talk about what's happening in the, in the war in Ukraine because I've been censored. I've, I've had it happen to me on Instagram already, just mentioning who the players are in that conflict on the side of uh, the Ukraine. You And you know, I'm, you probably know a little bit about what I'm talking about because- They're our neighbors, you, right? Yeah, we when you live in Europe, you know, you know, you know white supremacy. White supremacy over here in the US is such a fucking cosplay. It is <laughs> bullshit over here. It is- infiltrated by the FBI it is insane over there white supremacy when you run across like close to the motherland of Germany you see a lot of problems you see that stuff uh, you see that you see I, that in Italy <laughs> I experienced some like <clears throat> it's it's on huh, I want to acknowledge what you say like 100% like my family living in Canada my mom lives in Iowa a swing state god help us she's fine she's fine but I mean like she's rattled and lives there and has to like navigate some crazy stuff sometimes she she used to be a hospice nurse so she's like People mourn differently. Let's put it that way. She's put it like, yeah. Um, and what I can say is, is like, I really was, I really thought, and I remember like, um, I used to play sports and, uh, we would go to the States for, um, tournaments and stuff like that. And I remember us like watching, the news in the States and we're like, what is this? Like just being like, oh, I remember like one of the things that made me laugh the most is like there was a weather review, right? And you know, like the Gulf Stream, you can see it like going through North America from like the Arctic down. But I remember watching the news and it's like above United States, there was nothing. And then there was just like Alaska hanging out. 
<laughs> they just cut out all of Canada. And then, like, you can't even see the Gulf Stream, like where it's coming from in Canada, and then going back, like dipping into the U.S. and going back into Canada. It's just like United States and this thing. And I and I was must have been like seventeen or eighteen years old at that time. And I was like, "What is this?" So fast forward a couple of years, and I'm, you know, I think I was about twenty four when I moved to. Uh, Turkey. Say twenty four. Do you mind if I ask how old you are now? I'm thirty four. Oh yeah, that means you've, you've been there eleven years. Yes, I have. I've seen. I have seen everything you can see. I think my husband always kind of makes fun of me. He's like, "You came at the worst time and you stayed." <laughs> 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 we can't get rid of you now. <laughs> Well, uh, that's an interesting question. Have you guys been uh, part of NATO yet? Is that is that uh... it is part of NATO? Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's why we don't Turkey's have to talk about NATO on YouTube at all. No. <laughs> I was that was just a question, a that personal question <laughs> that will definitely get me in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is, but okay. uh, which offers so then, us so then you westernize in a weird way but you're also excluded at the same time. That's more, you know, like, cause it's like, you're not part of the West, but you're part of NATO. So you're part of the West. So you're it's, part it's of the Northern hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get, you get included. Well, what do you like? What, what do you like about let's, let's uh, veer away from the dangerous stuff. Although yeah. we could probably talk about this off air for hours for sure. Yeah. And I'm definitely interested in what you have to say. We just both have to be very careful. <laughs> there needs <laughs> because... to not be a trail. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also think that on the surface level of us trying to have this conversation without actually saying what we think just goes to show you that we are no country is is anti-censorship no. No, no like 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 you know whatever's going on over there whatever's going on over here it's gotten crazy it's gotten I was okay blown away um december 2021 i went home to canada I was blown away at how like shit things are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how people can't relate to one another. And this is this is kind in of Canada like, in particular, man. Canada, like you, you guys hate Trudeau. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't hate Trudeau from a Canadian conservative perspective. No, no, I. I, I get you. <laughs> I dislike a lot of the stuff he's doing he's orwellian he's he's part of the wef and, 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 Jacinda. Branding you, and branding it to you on on a silver woke platter yeah yeah, yeah. of performance and i'm yeah. like and progressiveness and i'm like am i being punked right now like like you you want to he made misgendering someone or misusing their pronouns illegal and a federal offense yeah yeah that's that and gets like, wild as as a university like lecturer i had a student one time and it's like i mean this is another topic shoot but um i had i had a student transition while i was teaching her him sorry um and 
they they never had the conversation with me on what pro, like pronoun they wanted me to use <laughs> and i assumed that if i assumed um that their pronouns had changed that it would cause more problems mm. i didn't want to you know that like age-old saying uh assuming makes an ass out of you and me right yeah, yeah. i didn't want to do that and then uh i guess someone had misgendered them in the class and and she went off and it was like a very tricky situation to deal with because um, I didn't want students to feel unsafe. I didn't want her to feel unsafe. And I also didn't know what would happen. Like we were in Turkey um, when this happened and in, in the Turkish language itself, there is no gender. So it's like I'm dealing <laughs> with a concept that doesn't exist in the language itself. And I'm so wait, sitting this was there, happening in Turkish or what? This, what What's the language there? Is it Turkish? Was American. The student was American. Of course, like transgender um, folks exist here. Absolutely. But it's dealt with in a very different way. And they use different language, which I'm not privy to. I'm not a part of that community. Um, and so I, oh, it was like being on a teeter-totter. But yeah. I mean, in the end, the... I just tried to focus on, you know, communication is king and no one in here in, in, in particular in that class. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but like, I really didn't think anyone was out to get anyone in that class. Actually, it was a really nice group of students. Yeah. And sounds more like a misunderstanding. Absolutely. So it's like, so the reason why I bring that up is because it's like, well, if that situation happened in Canada, my job's on the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, me being able to find a job anywhere else is questionable, right? No one yeah. wants to hire a liability. Yeah. Um, no, I, and, and I want to validate what you're saying and also cover like, cause people are very passionate about this stuff. And, and the point that I want to make and I and I, I understand where you're coming from, and I'm not not actually disagreeing with you, but I want to put it in a context that I think is more accessible to people that are very passionate about uh, about trans rights. Which is when I was growing up, okay, whatever whatever level of like queerness or oversexedness that I may have had as a as a developing young man, you know, where I was just like horny all the time and I didn't know like what the inputs were. And all of that, like, it was terrifying, the potential of being gay. It was horrifying. I was living in constant fear that that was what ultimately would be my, 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 my not preference, my biology or, uh, you know, and that was not okay. That's not okay. That's not an okay world to live in. I feel like we have gone from a place where inclusion is the focus point where now this has been weaponized. And if you don't get every single detail of something, because like no one, there are no training courses. This is a cultural dialogue that's happening. Right. And it took a lot it's of people. Yeah. And, and look, no one's criminalized the N word. 
So, so what is happening here? And I, and one of the things that I think is really important to, to, to keep in mind, because a lot of the people that advocate and get most offended by this, these kinds of conversations, which I think are valid to have. I don't think that I, I think that uh, Trudeau using the criminalizing language like that is not about protecting trans people. It's about marginalizing people. Absolutely. And I think, and I think when you go <clears throat> to from a place of like, hey, let's be inclusive to like, let's be punitive. I'm not following you on that. Trip. You're missing the mark, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you go from. People shouldn't be as afraid of misspeaking as they were of as I was of being gay. Right. Exactly. Back to the point you made about being Orwellian. Right. Yeah. They change language so much. You couldn't even say anything negative. Right. And and, and this is a, a broader thing that's happening. And we can maybe transition into a safer space. To, speaking yeah. still about Trudeau, which I think is important, is is the fact that they're also using global warming as a means of dispossessing people of farmland, which is terrifying. And that's not just happening in in uh, in 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 Canada. That's happening in the Netherlands. There was a protest. This is a big problem. This whole thing about people eating bugs. Uh, 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 this is this is where this is going. If you can't, if they it, they 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 take your property because they set uh, pollution standards that are unmeetable for these uh, private farmers, and then they lose their farmland. And this is all about this great reset, which they speak out of, uh, in the open. So, 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 what I think the problem with Trudeau is this weaponization of this thing, the, the weaponization of things that people are for, which is trans rights, which is global warming, and and using that as a tool to implement policy that harms everybody, including trans people, including, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Because now if you can't say that word, that breeds resentment. You've put a target on trans people. Yeah. A needless one. And then- I was just but, about to say, it, they're it's a walking bullseye now. Yeah. And it's like- so. So and and there's so and and a lot of that is is stuff that I am not qualified to talk about. But if you look at where things are going in in terms of like Europe and their uh their willingness to go with uh with with a lot of the medical uh um stuff that was that is still politicized in this country, like a lot of those programs for young people medical programs for young people, they have been disastrous in these countries. And, and, and we and shut that, a lot of them down. And yeah, and to acknowledge that is not transphobic. I right. I, I don't think. I, no. I, you know, and you know, like so so I think I think that there is a huge problem with the WEP. Jacinda from um from New Zealand just resigned. All of these people that the the new prime minister of the of the UK the Indian man, I forget, uh, or the man of Indian descent. I, he's British, obviously. But um, what's his name? Rushak? Rush yeah. That guy's also from the WEP. Like, it, 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 it these all, all these people are, go. the WEP is the World Economic Forum. There, yeah. It's like a huge think tank that, like, people graduate from and are affiliated with. It's really weird. And all the people that are associated with that, are getting insane backlash. Jacinda to the point she like 
this is all COVID stuff too, you know, which we yeah. can't talk about on YouTube, but COVID policy. Still, still yeah. on Instagram. It, I saw something recently and I was like, what? It's been I, like a year and a half. It'll say like, oh, uh, this has been fact checked for blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, has the person mentioned COVID in their Instagram story? Still. I, ha I have seen, uh, and by the way, the vaccine is amazing. Please go get it. Uh, get your boosters. I, we are not arguing the science here. The the we are discussing the policies that people resent, which were the lockdown policies. Which, yeah. uh, I you know we can discuss we can discuss the validity of uh, policy. I think on YouTube still. Hopefully, I won't get pulled for this. Well, you know what was interesting here? They realized it didn't work. What that the, the lockdowns didn't work. And then they're like, I don't know if I can say that, but there are studies coming out and I can acknowledge that they that they ha have come out. So let's change the subject. But yes, yes. It, but but just to be clear, vaccines work. They reduce the spread, according to YouTube. And that's who we we abide by. They they slow the spread uh, and uh, and everybody should get one. It's healthy. There is no harm uh uh, uh uh that i can speak to uh i got him and i feel fine yeah <laughs> um, so uh what um what i can say is is like getting back to what we were first talking about and bringing it back to art and what have you actually no this is a fantastic segue this is so i started um i mean can you think of anything else that has been more jolting to your experience as a human on earth than the past three years? No, it's, it's, um, right? it, it, there's, yeah. Uh, people thought Occupy Wall Street and that crash was insane. Like the, 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 uh, the fallout from this. Raindrop. Like it's a raindrop well, and it ties it and it ties into the militarism right because at this point we don't even we don't we're not even sending taxpayer dollars to to ukraine we're sending we're sending uh, uh, uh we're printing money for them <laughs> right <laughs> like that and that is driving inflation and then you get on all the corporate media and all they're saying is that oh yeah the worker has too much power unemployment like we need more unemployment to solve like that's their solution to inflation in this not not to send money to flint or any of that so anyway i mean this is, i mean you're gonna have to cut this out but what's happening in east palestine is insane actually uh it's palestine because we don't acknowledge palestinians here <laughs> No, it is East, East Palestine, East Palestine. No, that is crazy. That is like the, uh, I have heard, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything. Go look it up. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not a journalist. I talk about art. I think pol politics is related to art. So we're trying to do straddle that line. But what do you love most about Turkey? Like, what okay. do you like living in Turkey? Let's go some. Oh, my God. We have been like dodging, <laughs> dodging raindrops this whole conversation. We have so much we want to say to each other, Lorelai. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, OK, so it has changed over the years what I like the most. It It's. Um, 
trying to, I haven't thought about this in a while. I like, there, there's, there's something about, and I think it is in general, people still have their connections to family. They still have their connections to the land. They like their names. You like, you see their actual names and last names. And it's like, you know, like green mountain or, um, boulder or like, they're all names that are related to nature, you know, like walnut tree or something. Like I'm, I'm directly translating them into English. Mm. <laughs> um, like people named like rain and star and thunder and the, like, you know, and so like growing These up. These are last names or, or first names too? Yeah, first names and last names. That's the interesting part. Um, I never and took not, uh, I never took Turkey for a bunch of hippies. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But no, sun this, and moon and stars. Of, <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, like any name that has the word I in it, A Y, that mm -hmm. means move. Okay. I because I knew or I shit like not I shit as much, but um. Yeah, there's a lot of different names that exist. Um that like my my sister-in-law is named clover wow yeah you and know. your husband his name is wish wish like yeah. like a, re a rebel a genie lamp and make a wish kind of wish or witch from a star or something yeah oh yeah, yeah. okay okay because yeah. I, I i thought you might have said witch and i was like wait he's alive still <laughs> usually if you get branded that <laughs> <laughs> but um so i don't know there was something about that and uh i just i'm a very family oriented person and so that was i really love how how people I wrote about this a lot recently in my stories and it's like it not everything is easy here it's not easy here in fact like sometimes things are just suck um <laughs> you know and it's it's a beautiful beautiful country and i really think um to like use a britishism um they've had the piss taken out of them you know and uh and i completely they've been made fun of you mean or no like they've they've really been abused yeah um and like maybe kind of made fun of in a way that i'm steering away from this because it's gonna like bring it back to where we were but it's like um you know uh on a large scale they've been taken advantage of that's all i'll say about that you know oh yeah and like like most uh countries that are technically in the global south for sure right so um so, but what I can say is as much as, you know, I've begun or as much as I've learned about the culture here and tried to understand it the best I can. And also at the same time, become a part of it. I am married to a Turkish person um, that as much as sometimes, you know, I did most of the cultural gap filling or it felt like it anyways, or that, you know, sometimes I felt like I was a little bit in the lurch where like whatever context I was coming from just couldn't like 
make the dovetailing pieces jive, you know, um, I always felt that I was generally met with grace. And I feel like, I mean, I come from a Francophone background where like people will laugh at other people because they have an accent when they speak French. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that. there's no grace for people. Mm-hmm. And whether like, you know, uh, I, can you hear the kids screaming in the background on the street? Uh, not, no, I mean, I, now that you pointed out, yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> so is that like, your oh, kid or is no, that? No, I don't kid? have kids. No, someone's, <laughs> someone else's. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> the friend, the friends that I've made here are, you know, some of the closest people I'll, I'll, I've ever experienced, you know, like they, they say in Turkish, it's like your liver, like they're that close to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely drives my work. Um, having, you know, friends interested in the work that you're doing and constantly interested in interested in what, like not at a superficial level either, whether they're an artistic person or not, but that's the other thing is I don't feel like people's creativity has been beaten out of them either. So like everyone, usually everyone kind of has something they're doing, whether, you know, you find out that the barista is like a closeted, when I say closeted, I don't mean like as in gay, but I mean like they've hidden the fact that they're a theater kid and they like perform in all of these theater pieces during the whole entire year. And then they like slip you this kind of like little ticket being like, oh, it'd be nice if you come to my show. And then you find out they've been doing this for like 15 years. And you're like, wow, my coffee for five years. And you never said a word, you know, or like different instruments people play or like different, you know, there's a whole list of things. And that's one thing that's like really interesting is I find people here at least in my generation, are generally very open and curious people, which is something I feel like when I talk to friends from back home, they're missing. They've gone into the corporate world, they're making bank and they're happy about it. But those are the people who take my classes, actually. They want to feel something. And that's everything I hear is they're talking about, oh, well, I'm taking this class because I really need to re- re- like reconnect with myself and X, Y, Z. And during the pandemic, it was on steroids because people had the time. You know, I sold so many guitars. I, I sold more guitars than, than like I was working at a guitar uh, store and uh, during the pandemic. People were just like they had and they had in for a while over here, they had uh, the twelve hundred dollar check and they thought they were going to keep getting those. So they just went and they were like, I, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar and they didn't know what to do with themselves. It was crazy. It, yeah. it if One of the things that I say that if the U.S. had done how everybody else in the world did during lockdown, which is still pay, pay people their income through like, you know, like if the government subsidized your paycheck people wouldn't have been unemployed at the same level. The problem with that is that people would have started doing creative things and not want to go back to work. So they had to cut that out, you know? Yeah, and that's some of the problem that they're facing in Europe right now is that people have gone on to, and even in Canada, 
people have gone on to create very creative, lucrative businesses for themselves, or at least replace the money that they were making in a job that made them want to grind their teeth all night. Right. Yeah. And, it sounds like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. And, and it's like, well, now you have a deficit within the, the working community, but it's like, yeah. My, it's like yeah but um corporate work isn't real work yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna like no um, i mean i mean ultimately I yeah you did but it's okay no. i i kind of got the gist uh, uh, uh the last time you like froze right i think you're frozen again oh, yeah sorry about that that's annoying uh, uh um i i mean we can go just a little bit longer because i do you did bring up some stuff that i wanted to ask you about which i did sure. say i was going to ask you about um, I don't even remember what we we're talking about. <laughs> so. um, I, I was talking about before before that glitch happened. <laughs> I'm so um, relieved that didn't happen when we were talking about the the more sketchy stuff because I would have been paranoid. We were talking about nothing so safe. <laughs> um, I was talking about uh why I like uh Turkey, right? Um, yeah. well, and, maybe the CIA and doesn't want you saying good things about Turkey. <laughs> Who knows these days? You never know if you're coming or going, right? Um, it's it's become home to me, and that's the thing that probably hurts the most about the stuff that's going on now. Is like I'm definitely invested in in many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I I can honestly say that like I I've never seen the type of camaraderie ever in any situation. And like I've been I've been here during some crazy stuff that happened before. And people kind of, you know, softened a bit like with the um with the failed coup attempt in 2016 and people softened for a couple of months and um, I wonder you know, who was who was involved. I if I could just guess who may have been involved in that coup attempt, is it us? <laughs> It, there's not a coup that happens I, that I don't suspect went right for it. oh i can say i i mean i don't think that there's any surprise that latin american countries get cooed i don't think that that's gonna get me kicked off of youtube but no, I know. um <laughs> i think i think the big war i think the ukraine war is one you can't talk about but i think that you can totally um, say i you can totally as long as they're like as long as it's an old coup <laughs> we're not actively investing money in we should be okay but yeah uh 2016 that's recent yeah man. yeah ah, wow yeah so there was that a was... failed coup attempt there's i mean peru is happening right now too like there we're like we're, we're 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 not we're not the good guys guys we're like the we are the terrorists and i i feel bad like like i have quite a few really wonderful absolutely lovely friends in united states and i feel bad because i'm like you live in a dumpster fire yeah says someone and who I lives in turkey that that should resonate with people <laughs> we have health care we have unemployment we have maternity leave we have all of these things and this is like it's coming back to like is it necessarily like northern european standards where you get like two years off or whatever amount it is no but at the same time if you want people to have families and and what have you you have to facilitate that yeah and like the thing that like friggin kills me about 
the U.S. and it, and I really definitely try to separate the people from the policy. I do. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> the but, problem is that a lot of people get propagandized into believing the policy, and well, that's been one of the biggest challenges for me as someone who lives in the belly of the beast. Uh, you know, like I had to stop talking politics, not because of YouTube, but because I was alienating artists because yeah. I was I was talking to them about things that were like an affront to their worldview in a way that was too much of a challenge. And for my audience to grow to the kind of size that I wanted to. I can't. I need the liberals that I disagree with. I need I mean, I, I, there's like. To me, there's a huge separation between the people that run the country and the people that follow the leaders, right? But oh, I mean, sure. but 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 people will defend politicians, and that's when it gets hard. Like I mean, people you know, will defend, defend, like and fight you and lose friends over like COVID policy yeah, and disagree and lose friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's happened. It, it's here too, and like. Like we we even have a, a like we were having this conversation last night with a friend of ours that just came back from Adiaman, and he said, and and I a hundred percent agree here, and and this is coming to the idea of like what I was saying before, and it's more like how people take care of one each other at take care of one another um, and do right by one another. And, you know, you leave religion, you leave <laughs> culture, you leave all of this stuff that gets weaponized, right? You leave all of that stuff outside. And somehow we take care of ourselves incredibly well, yeah. right? And like, I have seen people mobilize in a way that's like, shocking you know we find out that like so and so needs this or so and so needs that and it's done you know like uh, a, a friend of mine was telling us that um his his nephew like you know how kids like they ask for things not really understanding if it's easy to get or not or what have you and he he sent our friend his uncle a message being like, when you come back uh, to Adiaman, can you bring me some books and some this and some that? Because we don't have any right now because our house fell down. And just a very kid response. And his sister was like very, uh, what's the word? So this is where the earthquake was? Shy. Yes, yes, is one of, one of the worst hit areas. And, um, you know, his his nephew or niece made that request like very uh purely or what's pure like innocently innocently yeah <laughs> and and his sister saw the message didn't know that the kid had used her phone to send the message to her brother and she like quickly erased it because she was like shy or like you know felt bad about it but you know that's that's something that you know, we were talking about it last night and I was like, you know what? Like, it's not because, you know, they're, they're well off hazelnut and olive farmers, right? They, they mm -hmm. don't need 
like some other people need right now. But <clears throat> oh, okay. So so this the the sister was embarrassed that he was asking when yeah. other people were in. But at the same time, I told her I was like, you know what? Um, I've been wanting to do something. Uh, let me see if I can get some friends together and we'll pool some funds and like get some activities for the kids and and who's ever there like whether it be like coloring books or like just reading books or balls or something like that just so that the kids have something to do because the kids are just sitting there in the cold and you know and to like just have just have time to think about what's happening is a little overwhelming you need some distraction for a four-year-old yeah yeah real um so just seeing how how and I don't want to use the word camaraderie because that's kind of laced with like a lot of you know uh heavy meaning but like just seeing how willing people are to take care of each other and not ask any questions um and like as opposed to stockpiling toilet paper <laughs> which is what happened over here right I remember all of us like seeing that happen and like well, it's also very funny here because we have bidets here, right? So we're like, <laughs> you're like, you dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> There's another way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, During that period, I was lucky I had a bathtub. <laughs> it functioned as a bidet. Uh, sorry for the graphic imagery. No, but... <laughs> no, I'm just trying to block that idea. But um, um what, uh, yeah. yeah so can, can we transition real quick? I want to talk a little bit about you, your, your art practice. Do you, do yeah. you have a shop? To, am I imagining it? Do you have a shop on Instagram? I do. Okay. I do. How do you, how does that work? How do you, how do you do that? Just like on a practical level, you, you have a shop and then people buy stuff and they ship it out. You don't do drop shipping. They, the no, shipping I don't do through. drop shipping. I do it myself. So like, um, although as I was saying before, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to move forward um, in terms of my business and how I want to do things because I'm hella burnt out actually after the, after the pandemic. Um, Sorry, say that again. Um, I was, I was I'm, looking up your, your, your Instagram so that I could see your, your store. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm really burnt out after covid because i did so much work and uh so i have a lot of classes i teach right now i'm doing uh art residency with um ucl london um and i'm teaching my imperial threads class um which is what's that what i love the title so it's it kind of plays on two things here so like the idea of a thread that connects an idea, right? And then also we're investigating threads as in clothing. So mm-hmm. we're looking at the different patterns on um, imperial dress. So, you know, like kaftan or there are different hats that have like different embroidery on them. Um, one of the classes is Palestinian tetris. Um, So we're looking at Sorry, How... it's to me what I heard was Palestinian Tetris, <laughs> like Tetris. the video game. <laughs> what is it's, that? It's what a kind of embroidery? Okay, 
I was like, well, it kind of like looks like that. It, it forms well, different one, shapes. One of the things that caught my attention about your work is that it is very pattern based. And, and I, I, I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I think it's also interesting the idea of patterns having a history, right? Like, like, um, you know, like, like that goes back a long time. I think one of the ones used to be the swastika, like that you still see in like, you know, like, and then, and obviously got appropriated and you can't have that blanket, but that's like, even in within Islamic art, you'll find the swastika in, uh, ceramic work. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a very, it's a very graphic design. I mean, it's, it represents a horrible thing now, but in terms of a pattern, like it didn't just come to Nazis out of whole cloth. They were, they were occultists, right? So they probably found, and and that's, that's what I, I mean, we can get away from the swastika. Uh, I'm just more interested in the concept of something that's that old as a, as a pattern that appears in things. Obviously, maybe the swastika it, it appears within patterns, not isn't the well, pattern itself but can, but like for example what would you have in the background there what it's okay. it's kind of like over your uh right shoulder look over your right shoulder to this piece yeah so those the, you were talking about uh christian influences and stuff like that to islamic art maybe we can no, get into no. a little bit of that greek. greek greek okay so it's not christian it's european influences i just conflated them it's hellenistic specifically Oh, that's the best Greek art. <laughs> that's the ones with the sexy sculptures that don't look like robots. They look, they're like ripped and they're like fighting stuff, as opposed um, to blocky yeah, ones. So, um, the these ones here are actually, uh, the astrological symbols, um, constellations. Sorry, constellations within the forty-eight constellations that are in the Amalgest by Ptolemy which are also covered in Al-Sufi's work um, called the Book of Fixed Stars. Um, Fixed or fake? Fixed. Fixed. Fixed stars. And so what I realized is that um, is that there's no uh, modern, no contemporary work done um, that you know, kind of revisit the illustration. <clears throat> and I wanted to I wanted to make it more available to people because most people when I talk about these like encyclopedia anthologies that exist within Islamic art, people are like, what? So this comes back to your question about is there figurative art within Islamic art? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's generally, uh, it's generally within book arts. So you'll see in this, in illuminations, in the encyclopedias that they that they drew up. So like, illuminations medical- aren't inherently Christian. I've only seen Christian illuminations. Oh, oh, they must be beautiful. Wow, wow, oh, absolutely incredible. Like it's all generally botanical and sometimes geometric, as well. All gilded in gold. And like with lapis loose and whatnot, like nice blue turquoises, turquoise well, colors. Like and stuff. Up until recently, everything was still like, and all of the stuff I use is all um, handmade watercolor. Okay. 
but that's why there's like so much variation I get in colors and and people don't realize that that's why I think the artwork looks the way it does is because all of the little particles of the paint it's not like when you make you know <clears throat> paint from a tube and they're like putting it through the rollers and everything all each particle ends up being the same size because that's mm. what happens when you mass produce stuff and this is high quality too on top of it but when things are done by hand you get much more variation and that's what the human eye really appreciates you mean from f f do you do you make replica do you make like us uh do you mean from piece to piece do you get variation or within the piece itself you're talking itself okay. like within like the different color washes i use i'll get like it'll be kind of grainy uh-huh so it gives a really nuanced look whereas if you use just normal watercolor it's going to be a very flat one-dimensional tone yeah yeah Cool. So, and then, um, and then you're, do you do like the, the classes they're mostly done. Do you do any online stuff, anything that people in the U S could take part in that we can promote? Absolutely. Most of okay. my classes at the moment are online. Um, I was teaching a lot in other countries and, um, it comes back to that thing I was saying about trying to make decisions about what works best because I was running myself ragged. I was like, you know, one month for two weeks, I was here. And then the next month for a week and a half, I was here. And it wasn't like, wasn't the right way to live, you know, where it's no, like. No, that's, tor that's torture on your body. It's it's brutal. Yeah. And I mean, I was going from like very drastic climates, like where Turkey in comparison to other Gulf countries is quite temperate, even though it might still be hot. Like I was going from like 30 degrees in the summertime to like plus 55 Oh wow. Right? That's rough, yeah. yeah. So then so then you teach mostly online now or you're I you're mostly online. Um and once this residency is done, which I think is um like this group of classes for the residency is done, I'm going to do um some of my own classes, one on how to paint geometry because a lot of people like learn how to make the patterns and then they have this pattern and then what, right? So that's one of the classes. And then the other class is about just flowers, different motifs and how to construct them. And then um, I have a very specific style. Oh, you can't see it right now, but it's in the corner over here, but I don't know mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've, I follow you. So I've, I'm pretty well versed in your, in your catalog. So it's interesting. I don't, I don't actually know anyone that makes work like what you're doing. That's one of the things that caught my attention about, about what you were doing. And then the fact that you were in Turkey, I was like, Oh, I see. This is like somebody that has a completely different influence base, right? Like for me, I was hugely influenced by Christian art, even though I'm not like actively a Christian. I like, I, I grew up in Italy. So all of that like was comic book art, you know, it's like, right. it literally, it literally has that layout. So I'm very, I'm always interested in where in these cultural influences. I it's very interesting though that <laughs> I piss a lot of people off because they're like, well, you're not following the tradition. And this is just like the traditional art-based crowd. This is not Turkey in general, by the way. Um 
And so like, I've had like people flat out and it, it doesn't rock my world when someone says, oh, well, you're not an Islamic artist. And I was like, well, I wasn't really going for that, but um, my influences, what I'm going for is I am going back to the original influences that are within Islamic art. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in that spirit, which was take the best and leave the rest, which kind of sounds a little brutal, but it's like when they were hi hiring the best Byzantine mosaicists to come and create mosaics for, you know, palaces in Damascus and for the Umayyad dynasty, or when they were having the best Sasanian plaster carvers come and carve the, the walls of, you know, the Abbasid um, palaces or whatever it may be. They were focused, or even like the Taj Mahal, for example, right? The people who were carving the, um, doing the inlay work in the mm. Taj Mahal were not Muslim. Yeah. No, and it's like, so this concept of this like Puritan Islamic art entity that it was only made for Muslims by Muslims is insane. And that's not, and, and again, you're not saying that Islamic people are uh, gatekeeping because they know their own history, so it's not a problem for them? No, it's, no. It's white people that are getting involved and calling you, like, and, and saying, are they, like, call, no, uh, no, no, it's everyone. <clears throat> Sometimes when I'm, like, having the conversation within the academic realm, people are like, uh, da, 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 da. and I'm like, mm, sit down, let's have a conversation. It. And sometimes they will, but generally they're so like stuck. Like when we're talking about Western academia, they're so stuck. And this is what hopefully, hopefully we're still working on this, but um, what my PhD will be centered on is on these tropes that have been created within academia that then are thrown back out to the culture that they come from and they're telling them what their history is. And yeah. it comes down to Western ideals of art. That's how you get this hierarchy of like calligraphy and geometry and arabesque. And look, arabesque, how, how, what does that word sound like, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so What's you that, get, what is arabesque? What is arabesque? Arabesque is like the, the figurative, like the, the vegetal forms and the flowers and stuff. They're calling arabesque. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm going to platform anybody talking shit about academia any day. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but what gets difficult is like when you're basically doing a meta analysis of the, like, you don't go into art history saying, I want to crash or bring down the walls in which you guys have rested your pedestals and have a supervisor be like, okay, sounds good. It doesn't exist. In art history, I, I, I <laughs> there was one teacher that our professor I really wanted to work with at the Freie University in Berlin and she had enough and left. Had enough what? Of, of teaching? Of, of just academia? Of, of the insanity around... Yeah. You know, and her work was like cutting edge. She had all of these great, and I'll 
because I don't know her that well, I don't want to say her name just in case she no, doesn't no, want no, to be. No, 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 I, you I, don't I have to share. call out anybody. No, but uh, uh but what but, but but that makes sense. And I think I I really think that like one of the things that is not acknowledged at all is that there is an inherent <laughs> elitist white savior complex that happens a lot. And 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 then th within that, that's where the policing comes from. It's like yeah. well, we got to protect these minorities that we don't let into our institutions. Because, or I mean, may, now now they're trying to be more welcoming of minorities, but it's not a it's it, in of a certain class because it's so fucking expensive Absolutely. to go to school. So like Absolutely. so so the premise the pe the 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 platform on which they stand to make this assessment about culture and make these judgments comes from such an elitist point of view Absolutely. because they look down on anybody that doesn't have an education right that's what the maga people are to them like to me maga people are just human i used to live in florida i have a i grew up knowing people <laughs> i didn't agree with and now that i'm in california i still don't agree with people because they're still to the right of me they're less to the right of me than they were in florida but i'm way to, uh, leftier than anybody that i know like california is right wing as fuck just watch our movies we make the movies here you know, we can't watch American movies anymore. Why's that? Because it's just so laced with American. Oh, you, you like it's it's not it's not uh, it's not a, a a government thing. You you just can't stomach them. We we can't stomach them. Like yeah. what was the one? There was one that came out recently, and like, I mean, my husband obviously has his own opinions. He like he married someone like me who's very verbal, right? Yeah, yeah. like he must be able to handle himself. But um, I think he said something to the effect of like, oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, like, like, I, I, I can't. Oh, what movie oh was God, it? You know what it was? Independence Day. Oh, you know, this my God. That's cool. old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. That speech that he gives. <laughs> I wish we had a president like that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, or like yeah. we were like what was it like it was something like the day after tomorrow and we just watched it to like you know gap fill basically yeah, yeah and he's like are the americans dumb enough to think that like some kind of massive storm like this and they would like get out okay <laughs> and he's like and in six days <laughs> And I was like, sweetheart, it has to fit within an hour and a half. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would I would highly recommend to have your mind blown about with a state of American propaganda. The best movie in, in that vein that I have seen in like decades is uh, the new Top Gun. Watch that. Watch that. It's, I don't know about that. It, it, I know. I mean, just watch it and, and, and as an experiment of like. Because man, it is the most refined propaganda. They they never say who they're fighting. Ever. Ever. Brilliant. <laughs> but it's it fits with our current foreign policy. Because oh, cause, I know because it could always be. Yeah, it's it could always be, and somehow they managed to make it so that like he's driving the inferior gear. Like the enemy has the more advanced stuff and they have to get a specific generation of plane. Anyway, well, no one we, loves we should... an underdog more, right? Well, it, but it's like the insanest concept. We're like the least underdog country in the whole fucking world with weaponry. Okay. All right. 
All right, let's just let's just do a closing. <laughs> well, I don't even remember what we we're talking about. We could probably I, I feel like we could definitely talk again and maybe we should just talk without recording so we can say what we really want to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then only the CIA will know what we really think. <laughs> it's not recording, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't get kicked off of YouTube. We'll just get surveilled. Uh <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you've been surveilled. We don't have to get into that, but it, I, I, I believe it. Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been such a pleasure. I really enjoyed uh, my trip to Turkey uh, in the mind. Um, in the mind, yeah. Maybe, and, and maybe that's what has changed the most about me is perspective. Yeah. You know, definitely. It happens to you. That's what the third <laughs> culture child kid, uh, thing is that you that that you mentioned. Um, you know, yeah. like when you live somewhere else, you just have, you see your, you see your country as an entity that is, that you exist outside of. It's very different, you know? Yeah. And I think like Turkey will always be a place where no one really knows what to do with it, <laughs> you know, is it how to fit it into the context. And then even when it comes with the people, I remember one of the things that I remember the most about when I first came here and that was, I could kind of feel it in the people in that they didn't necessarily identify with everything that came with a Muslim identity, but they also didn't necessarily identify with everything that came with what European uh, being European meant. And then also within those understandings of both of those kind of binaries, so to speak, because they love to pit them against each other. Now it's just how things are now. Oh, the um, way that America talks about Turkey is disgusting. Like it's so judgmental and like, yeah, it's, I, it, it's racist. It, like the, the way I think the concept of like, when you hear people talk about like even traveling to Turkey as a tourist, I'm like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> oh, oh like i like i mean i don't know how long we've been following each other for but like i had to blast a few people very openly because i got like a barrage of people like asking me <coughs> basically where to sleep eat and shit when they came to turkey i know it sounds pretty rough the way i put it that way it's like i'm not your tour guide yeah. there is something called google i have a business i have a life i have a house i have a husband all these things what what do you think i'm what yeah. you know and like i there's this like section of um the Muslim community and I, and I technically fit within it myself, but I call them Western Muslims, which gets people so riled up. It's like, what do you mean when you're saying Western Muslim? And I'm like, you're a Muslim and you're in the West and you never lived here. Yeah. So your like connection to the homeland as the diaspora is seen through the lenses of western gaze yeah yeah no and and, and a probably and an internalized racism too you know like like the cultural chauvinism that exists is yeah. next level well I, I i talk about how often about how i had to process the fact that people thought i looked uh persian and like the inherent racism in my resistance to that 
And why was I upset about it? Part of it was because most of the people were telling me they were relieved when they realized I wasn't Arabic <laughs> or Persian. They were like, oh, I thought you were Persian. Uh, oh, Javier. Like, and it, that is like, ugh, it's kind of gross. But but there there's still huge Islamophobia here. You know, like uh, there was that there was a I'm not a huge Ilan Omar fan, but that she had a moment uh, where people kept at like white liberals kept asking her to condemn female genital mutilation. And she was like, hey, fuck you. That's some racist ass shit. Liberals, people that think that they're, you know, they're they're the 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 the, the I feel like liberals are just as racist and anti-Islamic as uh as uh, you know like the most racist no, shit that i've heard them. yeah and i and i think i think they it comes from this like western idea of what feminism is and all of that like <laughs> but femininity is like a very ancient thing like women have been around for a long time to 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 be like oh we figured it out now is <laughs> sort of like it's it's very chauvinist um but anyway i guess we'll end on that uh, I really appreciate you you coming on the show, and I I look forward to a long friendship of us uh, talking about the West and and being uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> being yeah, branded traitors. No, it's been a pleasure, really. Uh, so your 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 do you have a website we can send people to? Yeah, um, Lulu Ateliers because I'm known as Lulu because my name's okay. a little bit of a tongue twister here. Um. LuluAteliers.com, but you can find all of the info through my Instagram, which my handle is Lulu Ateliers. Like at can you Lulu spell I can you spell Ateliers for the non-French? Yeah. A T sorry. <laughs> A-T-E-L-I-E-R-S. Ateliers. Okay. And then um, uh, and Lulu is just spelled Lulu phonetically. So L-U-L-U. Um and you can go into my link tree and find access to my my uh, website and find more information about me. You can see my artwork. Um, from time to time, I share, you know, stories of what I'm working on. Um, you have a very good uh, good presence. I mean, you have like a, a, a good following too. So maybe mm -hmm. I can add you a couple followers. But thank you so much for being on. And uh, thank you guys for watching. And we'll be back next week with another guest, with another topic, with another artist, with another topic that may or may not be art related. And let